Hey, this is Andrew Kuhn, and you're listening to the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Jeff and I talk about actionable stock ideas, timeless investing concepts, and the overall way that we think about investing at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Go to focuscompounding.com and enter in your email to get a free watch list from Jeff every other week. And be sure to check out all of our other work where Jeff writes about stocks at focuscompounding.com. I upload how-to investing videos on YouTube, and we both manage capital for investors at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to follow along. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's everybody doing? Hope you are doing well. My name is Andrew Kuhn, Focused Compounding, sitting alongside my co-founder, Mr. Jeff Gannon. Jeff, how's it going today? It's going very well, Andrew. How's it going with you? It's going great. We are going to be in New York, November 11th through the 15th. If you are a prospective investor, want to learn a little bit more about our money management services, whether through the new fund that we are launching January 1st of 2020 or the managed accounts, um, you know, we think we have something for everybody. Reach out to invest at focusedcompounding.com. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, thumbs this video up. We are pumping out a ton of different content and that will help spread the word. And then of course, if you're listening on the podcast side of things, leave us a rating review that helps and it definitely goes a long way uh, for Jeff and myself. So in today's podcast, we're going to be trying something completely new. And if it completely bombs, well, you're, you're not, we're not even going to upload it, so it doesn't matter. But we're going to be doing almost like a snap judgment mm-hmm. on, like we're going to spend five minutes on five to six different companies. Okay. And we're going to kind of go through, I guess, our process of doing that. Sure. And then we can, um, I guess you could ask me questions and we could just go through the first five minutes of looking at a company on what we do in, in real life uh, to sort of decide if it's worth, you know, taking a deeper dive on. All right. Um, so we use QuickFS, which is a company or a website that we use all the time. It's very quick. Zero affiliation to us. We just actually like it a lot. Um, if the guy's listening and wants to give us a... No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, so we ran a screen, and then I just pulled six different stocks um, you know, for, for the video, so I don't have to be clicking around a lot. And the first one on quickfs.net, uh, the first stock that we're going to be looking at is Juet Cameron Trading Company. Okay. And the ticker is JCTCF. Okay. So what do you want to know? All right. So what's the market cap? Okay. So the market cap is $31 million. These are all overlooked stocks based on the screen screen. that we ran. We're not going to say what screen we ran, but it's based on the screen we ran. So you should pretty much assume chances are these are overlooked stocks, but it has a $31 million market cap. Okay. And uh, so let's look at the history has been profitable every year. Yep. So if we look at uh, gross margins, it's a very high margin business. Uh, Gross margin looks like, I mean, it's very predictable too. Um, going back to 2009, it was 21%. And then in 2018, it was 21.5%. But it's been pretty consistent. Um, you know, from that perspective, operating margins range from on the low end looks like 6.3% in 2009 to 7.9% in 2018. Um, so yeah, it looks uh, pretty, what's, pretty profitable from a margin perspective. What's the EV to sales? EV to sales is 0.8. One thing that Jeff did uh, teach me is just sort of like a quick snapshot. When you look at the EV to sales, so I just referenced 0.8, so 0.8, move the decimal. You should look at and you should see their operating profit 
margin should be greater than 8% in some years. In some years, definitely. Which could yeah. put it in being a cheap stock right. or that, an interesting that stock. That would mean that at today's margin that you could have like a 10 times pre-tax or something like that. Yeah. 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 So if you, yeah, if you saw 0.8 as the EV to sales, you'd want like an 8% margin in some year. And it's close to that. It's yeah. hit it before. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hit it before. So that could be, I guess, interesting. Uh, that's sort of what I always do when I look at the companies. I always look at the EV to sales and then kind of compare that to the operating margin just to get like a quick you know, snapshot. Could we even be potentially interested um, in this idea? Uh, return on equity has been, what's its lowest year? So it's kind of jumped around a lot, but it does look pretty predictable. And again, if you guys want to look at a company that we like to look at, go to quickfs.net, type in CSVI, and that is just a good example of what we like to see. Yeah. Right? When you look does at it like- have CSVI? CSVI is dark. No, it does. I've looked it does? At, I've oh, sent yeah. it to somebody oh, okay. like a, to use as an example because oh, okay. okay. it has like all ROE over you know twenty percent, very predictable, very stable. Mm-hmm. Um, but for this company, return on equity it looked like in two thousand nine was was nine percent, um, but it's been pretty much under seventeen percent um, every single year. As return on invested capital a lot higher than return on equity. Or it is. It is. So in two thousand nine, it was twelve percent. Two thousand eighteen, it was twenty percent. But it. I guess if you ran an average on this, because we have one year in 2012 that was uh, 29%, you'd probably get in the 20 low 20% return on invested capital. Okay, what was revenue in 2009? Revenue was 42 million. And what's the revenue now? 54 million. Okay. So if you look at, so what's nice about this is they do a 10-year Kager for you. Um, the guy definitely listens to the website or listens to the podcast because he said that he made this around kind of stuff we talk about. Yes, very similar stuff. Zero affiliation notes, I promise. We don't get paid to say it. Um, but it has been negative 1.7% yeah. per year. Okay. So, okay, so automatically right there. Do you not like that about the company or what? Uh, yeah, so it would depend on what the company does. The only thing that I think I remember this company is it has something to do with turning lumber into wood products or ter- doing stuff with wood products, outdoor stuff. With yeah. Wood. So, so let's I really think, don't know this company. Uh, so like, okay, so I'm going to Yahoo finance because quick FS doesn't give a business description, which they should add that part. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. It says manufacturers and distributes specialty metal products and distributes wood products to home centers and other retailers, primarily in the United States. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that, and that's pretty bad because you would expect that to increase a lot between 2009 and, and today, right? You'd expect that industry, the demand for that sort of thing to increase a lot because that should have been a pretty low point in 2009. Sure. Yeah. So, um, overall, it looks like it's not super cheap, right? It's trading at, at, you know, in terms of like EV to sales versus what its margins are now. Yeah, what, a PE of 13. So we have really sales growth. It looks interesting enough that I might write it up or something, but not interesting enough that I'd put it on the top of my list based on what And I just said. why is that? Because there is no sales growth, the, in, the industry that it's in. Mm-hmm. Consist- yeah. But I mean, but consistently profitable sometimes has an adequate return. So it's okay, but I'd have to learn more just based on what it's, you know, you'd have to figure out that something good is going to happen in the future compared yeah. to the recent past. Mm-hmm. And that means really learning about the business. Yeah. And I guess we could walk through. So the beta is 0.18. Okay. So obviously that is kind of interesting mm-hmm. from our perspective. And then we could go through and actually calculate the share turnover sure. as well. So the average volume for the past three months is 923 shares. Mm-hmm. Multiply that by 252, we get 232,000 shares. Um, and they have 3.98 million shares outstanding. So you do that math and the shares turnover um, 5% a year. Yeah, so very, very low. Yeah, very yeah. low. So it's definitely an overlook stock. Definitely a microcap. It's, you know, yeah, all those things. Got it. Okay, let's go to the next company. Again, these are just random companies that we just pulled from the screen. This Mm -hmm. is what 
So it should be bringing it up. Typically, I do on my own or yeah. you do on your own and we just, whatever. Uh, next company, uh, Interfor Corp, O-T-O-T-C, so it's over-the-counter stock, uh, right. ticker I-F-S-P-F. Um, let's see. I can already tell right now this kind of looks kind of messy. <laughs> this I've never heard of this company in my <clears throat> life, I don't think. Okay, so revenue from 2009 was $370 million. I think this is a million. Well, it's an $812 million company, so we'll assume. Okay. Um, and in 2008, it looks like $1.6 billion. Okay. That's been a 10-year CAGR of 16.5%. We could do our quick little uh, EV to sales is 0.7, and then they have an operating margin. Uh, they've hit 7% in some years. Actually, last year was 7%. The year before, it was 7.6%. Okay. Um, they actually were unprofitable on an operating margin standpoint from 2009 to uh, 2012. And now it looks like it's been rising along with revenue rising. Okay. Um, EPS growth is just looks kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, actual return on assets, return on equity, return on invested capital is all very low. Okay. And by low, I mean less than... It looks like they hit 11% return on equity in one year, but for the most part, that was the highest it looks like it's just been very under our hurdle i guess you could say so i would say with this company knowing nothing about it right away i would need to read about it to learn uh there's no way based on the information that we have here that i could uh decide that the past is a good guide to the future because obviously it was losing money and stuff in the past maybe something huge changed maybe there was a complete change in what the company does you know corporate events whatever and it you know is interesting now but wasn't then so let's see so they do uh Produce and sell wood products in Canada, the United States, Japan, China, Taiwan, and internationally. It offers wooden products for appearance timbers, decking, trims, frames, furniture, industrial packaging. So they're in the wood business. That's kind I of would have to learn more about it. Says, Nothing right? based on the financials would tell me. Beta is 2.51. So that would not be one that we would buy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never bought a stock that has a beta like that disqualified but what, what's the share turnover is it yeah let's low? See. it looks like we're not uh okay they're not requesting a premium at yahoo finance okay so we get uh, average volume three months 781 shares times that by 252 again this is rough that would be like roughly what the trading day roughly yeah it turns or trades 196,000 shares a year we could divide that by looks like 69 million shares um, <laughs> per year, and yeah, this company is incredibly liquid. It doesn't even look like it turns over. Yeah, so you'd have to look into it. It sounds like an unusual company, and we'd have to figure out the situation. Nothing based on the financials could give you know that that you can make any conclusions based on the past financials yeah. for that one. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Next company, Ocean Biochem Inc. Okay. Ticker O B C I. Um, let's see. It is a thirty-one million dollar market cap. Uh, it's trading at a PE of 11. Okay. Um, gross profits, 10-year median margins, 34.2%. 10-year mm-hmm. median margins on the EBIT is 8.9%. Okay. 10-year median margin on a free cash flow perspective, 3.9%. Okay. Um, EPS growth from a 10-year perspe- perspective, so 10-year CAGR in EPS is 31%. percent hmm it's gone from revenue of $25 million in 2009 to revenue of $42 million in 2018. So okay. that's a 7.2% yeah. CAGR. Assets have grown about 7.8%, pretty much right in line with revenue. Um, let's see, gross margins, incredibly high, north of 30%. Operating margins, um, above 8 looks like in 2009 it was 8.1%. 
and they've kind of averaged um, around there. Last year, it was 8.9. We could look at EV to sales, and mm-hmm. it's um, 0.9. So again, as a quick, I guess, snapshot, you could just move that one decimal point. So you'd be looking for at least a nine operating margin that they've hit it kind of um, you know, at some point, and they're kind of right in that ballpark. Last year was actually 9.7% operating margin. Um, return on equity has ranged from 12% to, you know, a couple years has gone up to 19%, but it's been kind of close to 10, I would say. Okay. And same with return on invested capital. No losses. But no losses. Very profitable. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need a business description on this one. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what this is. OBCI. If we can. Oh, that's not that company. OBCI. I'm just going over to Yahoo Finance to find this. Yeah. Okay, so beta is uh, 0.67. Okay. <clears throat> and we get a business description. They manufacture, market, and distribute appearance, performance, and maintenance products for the marine, automotive, power sports, recreational vehicle, and outdoor power equipment markets in the United States and Canada. Okay. So I think uh, I've actually looked at this company before right, in the past. A, I'm pretty sure they do, um, they sell some sort of oil or something, like fuel for, um, let's see, for like uh, wave runners and stuff like that too. That's kind of part of their business. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be I, thought inter- they, I thought they, something like that, but I know it, yeah, it has to deal with uh, like wave runners and that'd be interesting. With, with the Marine. So uh, what do we say? Power sports. We said their sales were like 42 million. What do we say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, what interesting thing about that is the gross margins look like they would for a company that's very big and, and yeah. um, with the gap between the gross and the operating margins. So if they're a really small company with that kind of number where you have like a 30, 35% gross margin and yet you have, you know, a, six to ten percent operating margin um that's kind of interesting because they're they're you know they're doing that already so i'm on their website right now and yeah it's like four wheelers and wave runners and boats but what do they do let's go to our products let's see okay it's a good thing they always do go to the website (laughs) be the customer let's see so they do fuel treatment chemical lubricants Let's see. Oh. Starbright. Do you recognize any of these brands? Nope. Don't recognize them, but like I don't have a like boat that. or a motorcycle or an ATV. Yeah, um, you don't seem like a, a boat or a motorcycle <laughs> No, I'm not guy. a boat guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not any sort of vehicle guy. Enzyme fuel treatment. Okay. Well, I'd have to learn about the product because there's yeah. no other way to figure this out. But um, actually, based on the numbers, it's okay. Interesting. This is right? one that would go on a watch list or something. Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, it's not like just looking at it, I go, oh, yeah, I would definitely want to buy this. Totally. But we'd want to learn about we, it. We'd want to learn about what the business is. Yeah. Got definitely. it. All righty. Next one Nathan's Famous Inc. <laughs> okay. You're I, from New Jersey, right? I, I know what Nathan's Famous is. It's a hot dog. Uh, it is a yeah. hot dog thing. Uh, let's see. Ticker N A T H. Market cap 312 million. PE 14. Uh, EV to sales 5.2. So that means that yeah, we're looking for to be, for us to be interested, would be a 52% <laughs> operating margin. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, if, if I remember correctly, they're, they franchise They've stuff, got correct? a franchise. Yeah. There's no way. Gross they're, margins they're have ranged from 42% in 2010. Uh, I guess I could tell you the 10-year median margins for gross profit is 36%. EBIT, 18%. Pre-tax income, 15 Free cash flow margin, 10%. Or oh, they could, li- they could license. 
<clears throat> so the other yeah. thing is they could license the name, right? Because Nathan's sells in, in uh, you can go to a Walmart and buy a Nathan's hot dog yeah. package there. They're probably not making it if they have margins like that. Sure. So they could license the name. That could be just getting royalties on it, basically. Or they could franchise, or they could do both, or it could be a mix of all those things. We yeah. don't know just by looking at the financial statements. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, Look, this is a bit of more high flying than the kind of stock that yeah, we would totally. own normally, right? Yeah, it's like a let's, we can look at the beta and stuff. <laughs> okay, as I type it in on our Bloomberg terminal. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, beta. That's not it. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, what is going on here? All right. Oh, point nine zero for the beta. Okay, so let's see how much uh, of the shares turnover. So we go to statistics on Yahoo Finance. Okay, average volume three month, mm-hmm. five thousand six hundred seven shares. It's going to be a let's see, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so that's one point yeah. four million a year. So it's going to be like yeah. So you yeah, divide that four point two three million shares outstanding. Mm-hmm. So that's only thirty three percent of the. Shares actually turn over. Is there low float or anything? No. I no. mean, the, the half of it, more than half of it floats. Um, yeah. So it doesn't have a, so the stock isn't a high beta stock and it isn't a uh, high share turnover stock either, mm-hmm. but it doesn't look cheap. It doesn't look predictable. Uh, looking, oh, looking at the return on equity and return assets. What is the debt situation? Yeah. I was going to say, didn't they have something going on with them? Hold on. Let's see. I think that may have answered our question. Let's go to Guru Focus. I think our Jeff's old employer answered by that. Okay, but here I was we go. Looking at the EV and well, okay, no? so market cap is three hundred thirty million. Enterprise okay. value is only it's four hundred eleven million. So they have about what less than kind of hundred okay. million ish. Yeah, so it's just, but it's just not a very cheap stock, even though it's not. Um, people aren't paying a lot of attention to it necessarily. I mean, so let's see, what's the. Uh, Let's see. Um, it's trading sixteen or twenty six times price free cash flow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Well, obviously, it would be like an asset light business, right? So, what what do we see in terms of returns on capital and stuff like that? It's all over the place. They basically don't use a lot of capital. Yeah. You're either getting like a negative number or a number close to zero or an incredibly high number. Yeah. 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 That just means they don't use a lot of capital. Um, they have grown revenue a lot, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, 7.5% Kager over the past 10 years. Well, that's really good for a company that is increasing <laughs> their their um, capital a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... I here's the thing. I mean, I know the brand, so it's it would be having to figure out what does this really mean that this brand could turn into something that that gives you a lot of growth and stuff. Yeah, um, that's hard to believe, but it's possible. It's a well-known brand, but it's not associated with. I mean, much of other than just that it is hot dogs. Do you watch the hot dog eating contest I every year? I do not watch the hot dog eating <laughs> contest every year. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can make it on a list. I don't know that it'll be would be cheap enough for us, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, next company, Collectors Universe okay. Inc. Ticker CLCT. Industry Business Support Services. Market cap two hundred and forty-two million. Revenue in two thousand ten has gone from forty million to seventy-two million in two thousand nineteen. That is a ten-year Kager of seven point three percent. Assets have only grown 04 percent per year as a Kager over the past ten years. EV to sales is 3.6. It's trading 3.6 times. 
sales on an enterprise basis. So again, we probably want to look and see if they have an operating margin of 36%, somewhere in that neighborhood. And going down to the operating margins, kind of number, they have yeah. never hit that. Have they hit anywhere near that number? No. Okay. The 10-year median margin for gross profit, 61%. Very high. Right. 10-year median margin for EBIT, 19.5%. Pre-tax income, 19.5%. And free cash flow, 17%. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. That's good. Ten, so. For 10-year median margins, it's trading at a PE of 24 times. Okay. So there's a few things from that. One, that's an incredibly high free cash flow margin relative to like operating margins and yeah. stuff like that. So, so what, that tells you that what? They're getting some... They don't have a lot of assets yeah. for one thing. They're converting at a very high rate. Um, we can guess. I don't really... I haven't read about this company yet, um, but I they have to be... Um, Service type business type thing. Yeah. So... Uh, I mean, if you look at their return on assets, return on equity... They're not selling high. anything. They're obviously... It's very high. Um, Let's see. Let's go see the description. CLCT. Okay. There's no way they're selling the collectibles. So they're doing something with them. Okay, we get a beta of 1.07. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at the business description, which... My Bloomberg terminal is failing because <laughs> it's not coming up. <laughs> okay. Collectors Universe Inc. provides authentication and grading services to dealers and collectors of coins, trading cards, event tickets, autographs, and historical sports memorabilia. So actually, we were talking about this company recently. Yeah. So this sounds like Moody's for collectibles kind of things. You yeah. Know, it, it rates it and then people rely on the ratings or whatever or authenticates with whether it authenticates with someone else's already rated or it actually grades it itself. I don't know. But um, from that description, but it does those things. Yeah. So like if there's a marketplace <clears throat> stuff happens and then their imprint or whatever on it adds some value. Yeah. And I guess the only reason I think I'm familiar with this company is because I saw that it was getting um, it was down a lot. Okay. Uh, when they release their earnings. So the problem I see is uh, price to sales. Um, so, I mean, the reason why we would use something like price to sales is that it's unless they can, in the future, somehow squeeze more profit out of sales than they have in the past for a company, which is usually a pretty hard thing to do. They, they, it does happen, but the business has to improve. Then um, it's just not making enough money versus the sales that we're paying. So, like, it's easier for earnings to recover from where they are for the PE to, to justify a high PE than to justify a high. Um, price to sales ratio right mm-hmm. so i think from what we said there the ev to sales is just really high versus their past operating margins right yeah so ev to sales is 3.6 yeah now if, if we knew that like they would continue to grow at the same rate that they had in the past then it might be justifiable but their multiple is probably not going to expand so you're only going to get the returns from like returns of capital you know share buybacks dividends those sorts of things uh-huh. yeah would you be intrigued to learn a little bit more about i'd the be business? interested in learning a lot about the business i wouldn't necessarily be interested in today's stock price got it Got it. And then we can do one more. I'm going to pull one. Okay. Let's see. Because this one is 1-800-Flowers.com. Come on, you've probably looked at that company I've before, heard of right? It, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just have heard of it, let's go over it. Okay. Market cap, $854 million. Okay. Larger company. I, I just have seen this company so many times on like magical formula screens in the past okay. and stuff like that. In 2010, they did $668 million in revenue. 2019, they did $1.2 billion. People are buying a lot of flowers. Um, Let's see. 10-year median margins for gross profit, 41%. EBIT, 3.4. Free cash flow, 2.4. Return on equity, 10.4 for 10-year median returns. Return on invested capital, 9.7. Return on assets, 5.9. 
Ten-year Kager in revenue, 5.7%. Assets have grown more than revenue, 7.8%. Free cash flow has grown 11% per year over the past 10 years. And I guess we could do, so EVD sales is 0.9. And I don't know if they've ever hit 9% operating margins. Does not look like it. No, they haven't. Yeah, the thing that jumps out right... PE, 20 times. Okay. 25 times. 25 times. Um, the thing that jumps out right away is, uh, can you just look, give me the operating margin and gross margin for each year, pair them off and just read them out. Sure. So gross margin, 2010, 39.8%. Operating margin, 0.5%. Mm-hmm. Gross margin, 2011, 41%. Uh, operating margin, 2.1. 2012, we get 41. Uh, gross profit, 2.8. Operating 2013, 41% gross profit, 3.5 operating profit. 2014, 41.7% gross. And then we got 3.1 operating. Um, uh, gross 2015, 43.4. Operating 3.4%. 2016, 44%. Uh, gross and then operating 3.7. 2017, 43.6% gross margin versus a 3.9% operating margin. gross margin in 2018 versus a 3.6 operating margin. And then 2019, we got a 42.1% gross margin versus a 3.6% operating margin. Okay, so um, something really weird is going on there, and I don't know what it is. So it could be that they're booking, it could be the accounting that we'd have to figure out that they're booking certain things as um, uh, being... Uh, operating stuff that isn't variable. So basically, it's not being booked in gross profit, but as they do more business, it's always going to have to pay for it, which could be happening. Or there could be some extreme operating leverage. Um, That's a very huge gap between gross profit and EBIT sure. just to understand that. So like, you know, an EBIT margin of 3% or something is something that, you know, supermarkets and stuff might do, but they're not going to have gross margins of 40%. So um, there's some unusual things happening there that we'd want to learn about. Those margins were fairly stable considering how big the gap is. Yeah. The operating margin did get better over time that way. But um, without understanding that, I don't know how you can make a decision on it. If there was some way that you felt that the operating margin could um, widen over time, then it could be a great stock. But you would have to know that, know that something was changing. You know, because if you saw, you saw how much the, what did we do in those uh, 10 years or whatever, the operating margin went like up six times or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you could figure out why that was happening and if that was something other than cyclical, then it would be interesting. Yeah. Beta 1.4. And I guess we could check the share turnover. We go to statistics and we can get... Uh, Three-month daily average volume has... Wow, this trades a lot. 372,000 per day. So that's 93.7 million a year. And the share's outstanding at 3.6. So you can see it already turns (laughs) over. Yeah, that's not an overlooked stock. High beta, not overlooked. It's not something that we would buy. But the business looked interesting in figuring out what's going on there with the operating margin and the gross margin. So it's something that, you know... Um, I, it doesn't look cheap, but when you see that, you just don't know yeah. because maybe that operating margin is going to keep expanding forever. Something's going on with the business or maybe it's going to collapse back down to what it was. Sure. So they just have so much gross profit that isn't turning into operating profit that you'd want to analyze the business. Which company would you be most interested in learning about? Um, I guess, yeah, uh, probably Nathan's Nathan. I think so. Yeah. But Nathan's has debt. It's unlikely that we would really buy it, but um, probably Nathan's. Because if you did research on Nathan's and the 
the stock price is more likely to change than other things about a business. So if the business interested me the most and my problem was that they have debt and they have a high stock price or not a really low stock price right now, that stuff might change in the future. You might get a chance. The brand probably sticks around. The economics are probably the same. Yeah, Nathan's. Got it. Nathan's it is. Well, I want to thank everybody so much for tuning in with us here today. If you like us doing this, Definitely let us know, and we'll do it in the future. We just pulled if random stocks from our screen. Tell you. Yeah, and if you don't, we'll, 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 we'll take the hint. But we are going to be in New York November 11th through the 15th. If you are a prospective investor and want to meet up with Jeff and myself, learn a little bit more about our money management services, email invest at focuscompounding.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Follow me on Twitter at Focus Compound. Leave us a rating review. That goes a long way. And we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hey, this is Andrew Kuhn, and that was the Focus Compounding Podcast, the podcast where Jeff and I talk about actionable stock ideas, investing concepts, and the overall way that we think about investing at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Go to focuscompounding.com and enter in your email to get a free watch list from Jeff every other week. And be sure to check out all of our other work where Jeff writes about stocks at focuscompounding.com. I upload how-to investing videos on YouTube, and we both manage capital for investors at Focus Compounding Capital Management. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe to follow along.